0: talk to you about something today that is dear to my heart. It's something that as a pastor, I I find myself talking a lot about with people, and that is direction. How many need some direction in your life? Raise your hand. You need some guidance in your life. Uh, I woke up Monday morning uh, this this past Monday, and I was really, really heavy, just heavy, just like this, almost a sadness. And I, I knew you know being a pastor for as long as I have, I knew that it wasn't the typical Monday morning heavy how many how many have that every once in a while? It wasn't that typical Monday morning heavy it wasn't it wasn't depression and so I just I went into my my time with the Lord there and I just said, Lord, you know what is this that I'm feeling? What what are you what are you saying? And and as a pastor, I always have to figure out. Okay, is this me? Is this my family? Is this our church? Like, what is this going on? And I felt very clearly that I was feeling for you as a church family. That I was carrying many of you on Monday morning. And so I asked the Lord. I said, "What, what am I to pray for?" And He said, "You know, it doesn't speak audibly, but it was this impression." that I had no idea how many of you were carrying heavy, heavy decisions, the decisions that you have to make, that you made this week, that you need to make next week. To, and it was just heavy for me. And so I began to pray about it. I started praying for those of you that have got to make a decision about a job you've lost your job or maybe you're losing your job or, or you, there's a career change that's coming up for you should i take this some of you well, your careers you've got to make some decisions about that it's going to impact the next 10 15 years of your life do i keep in this in this uh, am i staying in this industry or or do i make a change i've put so much work into this and is it time is it time to give up on it? is it time to take another another uh, another trail what is it i felt that heavy i, I felt those of you that are battling with just just COVID, like, like just the pressure of it, you know, the stress of it. Do I, you know, do I go out? Do I stay in? Do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? I, I felt those of you that are having to make decisions about racial tension. How do I talk to my kids about racism? How do I, I, how do I talk to my seven-year-old black son about how things are? How do, I, how do I explain to my white children the decisions? When do I have these talks? When do I, am I speaking to anybody right now? The relationship decisions. Is he the one? Is she the one? Are they, are they the right person? Do we have kids? Do we keep trying? Do we adopt? Do we, who do I vote for? What? Ah, uh, don't worry. We'll get on that one in just a moment, okay? They always tell you don't ever talk about politics or religion. We're going to do both today, all right? I would say as a pastor that direction is the one thing that most people ask us. with with, they want to want to know how can how can they find it help me pray about direction and we all we all need direction well I have some good news for you on this Sunday morning you having like some good news today you may not know this but God wants to give you direction God wants to give you direction hey that's good preaching right there we should just all go home God bless y'all I mean, that's a word because I, 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 I was raised that God was this ethereal being that I had to look and claw and, and his will was somewhere out there and, and I could maybe barely stumble into it, but that's not true. God wants to give us direction. Look what he told his disciples. He said in John 15 and 15, it's in your handout. There's some notes in your handout uh, and then also all the scriptures are there as well. John 15, 15, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Listen, for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. This is who Jesus is. He wants to share with us. Look at what the scripture says in Amos. Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophet. Look at me. He wants to tell you. He wants to help you. That's why the Holy Spirit is called a guide. He wants to guide you into all truth. Look at your neighbor and say, God is not hiding from you. Some of you didn't look at your neighbor. you not like him? What's the deal? Look at your neighbor and say, God is not hiding from you. Those of you online, turn to the cat. Tell them, Say, God's not hiding from you. So those of you that are dealing with needing t- some direction, I have a question for you. And it's the question that I ask most folks that are looking for direction, and honestly, it's the first question that you should ask yourself. Are you ready? Have you prayed? When people, I had someone this past week said, "I got to make a decision about my. Uh, we got to find a place for our business, and I, I'm just worried. I'm stressed. I don't know what I'm going to do." And I just said, "Have you prayed?" And she said, "No," <laughs> but at least she was honest. No, most of us start. Down the road, we need to start at prayer. Start there. Talk to him. So have you prayed? Here's the other question I'd ask you. Have you really prayed? Not just riding down the road, Lord, would you please help me? Well, here's what I want to help you do today. I want to help you pray the right way. Because if you pray the right way, you will find direction. Write that down. Praying the right way. I want to help you today. And we find this in Matthew chapter 6. The disciples Lord, said, Lord, teach us to pray. And so he did. Matthew 6, there in your notes, those of you online, it's on the screen. Your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Thy will, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Did you know that this passage is more than how to pray? It's more about why we pray. The scripture is not just how to pray. It's why do we pray. Notice at the very beginning, look back up there at the very beginning, it says that our Father knows what we need before we even ask. So here's the question, why pray? If he already knows it, why would we pray? You know why? Because prayer is not about getting God to do what we want, but prayer is about getting us in line with what God wants. Come on, can I hear an amen? That's what prayer is. It's not trying to, not trying to, to get God to move over to where I am. It's about me moving over to where God is. James tells us, this is not in your notes, but if you want to write it down, James 4 and 3 says, when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. So unanswered prayers many times are because we're praying with the wrong motives. We have our pleasure in mind. We have our needs in mind instead of what do you want, Lord? Matter of fact, James, that word, he says, you pray amiss, like missing the target. That word miss means disease. So if you're praying a prayer that has selfish motives, it is cancerous. It has disease on it. And God wants us to move back to saying, I want your will, God. I want your will to be done, not my will to be done. You see, there are boundaries for prayer. And I want to help you with those today. And they're going to help you find divine direction. I call them the cornerstones of the Lord's Prayer. In your notes, I want you to write them down. There are four of them, four cornerstones that can be found in the Lord's Prayer. They are His will, His kingdom, His power, and His glory. The four cornerstones of the Lord's Prayer, His will, His kingdom, His power, and His glory. Let's talk about those. I don't think we're going to get to all of them today. We'll finish it up next week. I can tell right now that I've already got off my notes a little too much, all right? But we'll finish it up next week if we don't get through all of them. you okay with that? Can I take my time and preach today? Okay? Let's talk about the will of God, his will. And so the question that I ask when I'm praying, when I need to make a decision, when I have a choice that I'm getting ready to make and I'm going to pray about it, is this God's will? That's the first question we should be asking. Is this God's will? Because I'm going to tell you right now, that's all that matters. (laughs) Nothing else matters. Did you know that that's all that mattered to Jesus? In your notes there, write that down. That is all that mattered to Jesus. He would always say, my father's will. I'm not going to do this. This is my father. I'm always going back to the will of God. I'm not going to do anything unless God allows me to do it. Heavenly Father, if it mattered that much to Jesus, then it should matter that much to us. Amen. Not what I want to do, but every single day, is this the will of God? My grandma used to say, Lord willing and the crick don't rise. Everything she did, Lord willing and the crick don't rise. That's just the way it was. It was everything was about the will of God. You know that Jesus being so consumed with the will of the Father impacted everything that he did. It was how he could turn Satan down when he was tempted by Satan because that was not the will of the Father. I could go down the list. It also impacted his prayers. Remember, if you could go back and just look at all the prayers that Jesus prayed, it was all about the will of God. What about one of the last prayers you hear him pray in the Garden of Gethsemane when when the cup is there? And he knows that he has to drink it, and it's gonna be bitter and it's gonna cost him everything, and it's gonna to be torturous. I, I I don't know if you've seen the crucifixion depicted in the passion of the Christ, but take that about 20 times more. He was brutalized, where you, you didn't even realize this. The Bible says we turned our face away from him. It was uh, it was just just flesh, just mutilated flesh. That's what we receive today, that that cup. That's why we celebrate that we didn't have to go through that. Amen? But Jesus knew that that was in the cup. And the human body side of him said, I do not want to drink this cup. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, as he prayed and cried so much, that his sweat became drops of blood. He was so stressed and so much anguish in his body that he said, Father, if there's any way, take this cup from me. And then... That cornerstone clicked, and he said, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And aren't you thankful that he followed the Father's will today? Amen? Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which way, which path to to take. Trust in the Lord with all your heart in all things pray the will of god in everything your job your spouse your family your kids your politics pray the will of god now i may step on some toes but y'all are tough how many are tough y'all can handle it let me ask you a question do you really think that you know who needs to be in power Do you really think you know who needs to be president? Do you think you know what king needs to be ruling? Do you know the future? Oh, you have no idea what the next year is going to hold, what the next year and a half is going to hold. Guess who does? So we pray the will of the Father. Let me mess with you a little bit. Do you know there were times all through the Bible that God used what would be called the wrong person in power to do his will? at times even having an evil ruler in power because it set up something that God wanted to happen in the coming years. God used Pharaoh, an enemy of Israel, to provide a place for Joseph and his family. God raised up Cyrus, a pagan evil king, to supply what was needed for the rebuilding of the house of God in Israel. So how how do I vote? I'm not going to tell you who to vote, but I'm going to tell you how to vote, Okay. Here's how I do it, and I learned this from one of our overseers, Dr. Mike Hayes. I love anything with alliteration, and he has four Ps, principles, policies, politics, then the person. So I look at biblical principles. What does the Bible say? What are the biblical principles? I look at those, and then I look at the policies that these principles produce. You see where we're going? And then those policies become politics, and then that's how I pick the person. Now, look, we could get into it because some of you would say you would see a biblical principle and read it differently than I do. So we're not going to get into all of that. I'm just telling you, do your homework, vote, and then pray for God's will to be done. Again, I'm not a good preacher, but that's good preaching right there. I think we have a skewed understanding of God's will. I'm going to say that again. I think we have a skewed understanding of God's will. We think that it morphs. We think that it moves. We think somehow our prayer changes it. But do you know this? A will does not change. A will does not change. You know, it's called a last will and testament. When it is written and it is sealed, a will does not change. Ladies and gentlemen, God's will has been established. It is written. You can read it in the Testament. That's the reason it's called a will and a testament. You can read it right here. It's not going to change. So it's not about me trying to pray to get God to change his will. It ain't going to happen. It's about me finding a way to line up with his will. Here's the deal. Write this down. I think it's in your notes. God's will will happen. Say that with me. God's will will happen. The real issue is this. Some of you are talking to each other. Look at me. I want you to hear this. God's will will happen. Here's the deal. Am I in it or not? That's what matters. It's not what's going to happen. That's going to happen. It is written. It is established. The issue is, am I in his will or not? And the only way you get the inheritance that Jesus left us in his will is to be in his will. That's the only way. And that inheritance, oh my goodness, it, it, it includes the blessings of God, the, the favor of God. It includes healing and salvation, abundant life, eternal life. Who doesn't want that? The will of God. As I close today, and again, we'll finish it up next week. All right, y'all going to be back next week? Because we're going to be right back here, 10 o'clock kids, community time with coffee and donuts and stuff, and then 11 o'clock worship, and I'm going to wrap this service, this message up next week. We get to be a part of God's will by this, by this, by following God's ways. The way I get to be in his will is by following his ways. How do I know his ways? It's right here. Look at me. It's right here. It's all right here. Everything we need to know. You don't need a psychic. You don't, you don't have to follow a prophet every week to see what God's speaking in your life. It's here. Open his word. Read it. He'll tell you what to do. We have the Holy Spirit that guides us in all of our ways. And most importantly, we have not just his word, his spirit. We have his son, his son, the sonship of Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the only way, the truth and the life. So you need direction? Pray, pray, pray for God's will to be done. And watch him as he guides you, you. Watch him as he directs you. I need some direction. Ask for more Jesus. Ask for more Jesus. Come on, Jesus, come in, come in close. I want everything that you have for me. Get, get in Him and get Him in you. Follow Him. Commit to Him, and He will direct your path. Would you close your eyes? I want to pray for you today, Lord. I thank you that you want to give us direction. I thank you that you want to give us guidance. and You want to give us peace. I thank you, Lord, that even now you're coming alongside some folks that are struggling with what to do and how to do it. Even now, Lord, you're speaking direction to them. I thank you, Lord, that you're a good father. You're not a sadist. You want to help us today. For those of you that are, are struggling, let me just take a moment. I, I feel like saying that there's some of you that it's not even about, about your God's will in your life. It's God's will in your relative's life, your children's life. It's God's will in, in a family member's life. Lord, I pray for direction there. Move on the hearts, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want you, if, you're, if you need direction today, with your eyes closed, every, nobody looking around, just raise your hand. You need some direction and guidance right now. Lord, every hand raised, lead them. Guide them. Take them by the hand. Give them divine direction. Let the peace of God that passes all understanding, just that good old gut feeling, let them know. Let the peace of God rule in their heart today that they will know yes or no. We thank you for that, Jesus. Amen. Everybody say amen. I want to give you an opportunity today to say yes to the way. I want to give you an opportunity today to say yes to the way. If you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord, you've never confessed him as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity today. You talk about being in the will of God, man. There's no better way than being in the will of God than to ask him to come into your life. How do I do that? The scripture is very clear. It says, if you'll confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, then you'll be saved. Isn't that amazing? It's just a simple thing because he was, he was mutilated for us, hung on a cross for us. Or maybe today you want to recommit your life to Jesus. You, you've been a believer, but you're, you're, you're straight away. It's, it's stale now. But today you want to recommit your life to him. Those of you at home watching right now, why don't you pray this prayer with us? Just repeat after me. Come on, everybody, Hills family, let's pray this t- together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your death, your burial, and your resurrection. Forgive me of my sins. I pray that you would cover me with your grace. Baptize me with your love. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I am yours forever. I want to live an abundant, overflowing and eternal life with you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody shout amen. Come on, Hills, let's clap our hands and honk our horns for these folks today that prayed this prayer. Amen. Amen.